We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio. I'm Walker Wildman with you each day during this time slot here on the American Family Radio Network. You can listen to the podcast by going to our website, AFR.net. You can also download the American Family Radio app and listen to The Core at your convenience there. And we're also uh, publishing the podcast on multiple platforms, so basically... To keep it simple, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find uh, AFA at the core. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you click the little subscribe button. And then every day when you want to go listen, you can do so at your convenience. Whenever you want to listen to the core and share it with your family and friends, by the way. We are live streaming video on YouTube and Facebook. YouTube and Facebook, we're live streaming the video. So you can go to the AFA at the core channel on either of those platforms. And uh, watch the show there live, and then we upload it to our streaming platform after the fact uh, on our streaming.afa.net video platform. So that's there as well. Um, Our scripture for the week, we're still in the book of Psalm. We're going to be here for a while if you're familiar with how many chapters there are in Psalm, unless we decide to bounce somewhere else in scripture. Who knows where that's going to take us? Uh, No promises here. Psalm chapter 9, we're going to pull out some of this. I read the entire chapter yesterday. Um, But uh, we see in the first few verses, let's just read probably verse 1 through 4, 1 through 5. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will praise your name. I will sing praise to your name. O Most High, when my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before your presence. For you have maintained my just cause. You have sat on the throne giving righteous judgment. So we see here in in this constant theme from David, you can pull a couple different themes from it. But uh, the side of victory is uh, God is always the victory. God is always the victory here in every context. David when David refers to, to victory, he's referring to God. And there is no victory apart from God. There is no victory apart from God, no matter what we try, no matter what we do, no matter what we conjure up, no matter what we scheme as man. Victory is in God. And right now, you know, on this fallen planet, on this fallen creation, you look around and you think that darkness is winning. You think that darkness is winning, but the real question is, what is a win? What is a victory? Because true victory comes with eternity, comes with final judgment, comes with, with, uh, with a new heaven and a new earth. And so when you, when, you, when you put it in that perspective, in that context, 
then what we're seeing now is just a struggle uh, between good and evil, a struggle between light and darkness, a struggle between uh, evil and 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 God's light. So this is this is the struggle we see that today, but we just don't need to get so short-sighted and so worldly-minded that temporary setbacks on this earth are being equated as 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 losses on on the eternal stage because that's just not the case. The the victory is already won. There's a song out there. The victory is already won. The victory was won when Jesus Christ died, was resurrected, and ascended into heaven and defeated Satan and defeated death. That was the final victory. And we'll reign with him in eternity at some point when final judgment comes. Um, but until then, we're just we're experiencing, you know, we're experiencing a battle. We're experiencing a battle. But but as Christians, we don't need to ever get in the mindset that all is lost, that we have been defeated, because that's just not true. That's just not true. We might experience temporary setbacks uh, and when we're experiencing spiritual warfare, but we, we, we all know, we all should have the mindset that in the long run, which is what matters, the Christian will see victory. The Christian will see victory, not because of our own efforts, not because of our own deeds, uh, but because of what God has done for us and how he has set us up our ultimate victory. Speaking of victory, we brought to your attention last month uh, the the Republican National Committee. We brought this uh, up to our audience here about how they were hosting this event down at Mar-a-Lago at uh, the Trump residence. They were the, the RNC, Republican National Committee, was hosting this event as an outreach to the LGBTQ a sexually deviant crowd, they were hosting a uh, an outreach event. And it, it, it was the most bizarre thing, not yet surprising, because we've seen how some of the Republican Party don't truly believe in the party platform. They don't truly believe in God's design for human sexuality. They think we can have this, you know, uh, there can be this big tent Republican Party. But the the, the underlying issue here is that you know, if the Republican Party wants to adhere to its platform and uphold religious freedom, then you can't start kowtowing and catering to the sexually deviant agenda. The agenda that says, you know, you can be seven different sexes or, you know, you can be homosexual and defy God's plan for human sexuality and still be, you know, a, a good person and still, you know, be a leader, be a moral leader. Um, that, that all that stuff just doesn't add up. And so we have to have a set moral truth, a set moral standard. What is that? That is God's word. God's word is clear on, on, on his standard for human sexuality. And so the party, there, no party in this country, no party in this world should be catering to and appealing to morally bankrupt behavior. Just like the... Republican Party shouldn't be having an adulterer's club trying to appeal to the to the voters who like to commit adultery. No, we don't do that. That's bad behavior. We don't honor it. We don't uplift it. We don't cater to it. But but the Republican Party's all consumed with, you know, 
uh, diversity and inclusion, and they feel like we have to create these little groups, like we've got the Evangelicals for Trump group. Why do we have that? Why don't we just have Americans? Like, let's be Americans, and we, we, we share the same ideals as the candidate, and that's why we vote for them. But let's stop breaking everybody like blacks for Trump. Let's stop breaking everybody into these little boxes and kind of putting them over to the side so that they can all be segregated. What on this earth? Is there nobody at the table at the table when these ideas are being discussed that goes, look, guys, whoa, whoa, stop all the, all the catering. Stop all the catering. Let's stop all the, the nonsense. Let's just, let's just promote what we believe is right for this country. And, and I don't care what skin color you have. I don't care what you do after work. It doesn't matter. Here's our ideals. Here's what we believe in. And if you like it, if you want to vote for it, then come to the ballot box. I know that sounds rudimentary. It sounds too simple. You know, it doesn't really tickle the ears of the political strategists that spend millions of dollars on surveys on stuff we already know. But it's simple, and that's really how things should be run. So nonetheless, we brought this up. And, and we really offered a lot of pushback on Ronna McDaniel and the RNC for catering to and, and, and focusing on garnering support from people who are prideful about their sexually deviant lifestyles and behavior. Well, it turns out the Republican National Committee met the other day last week, and they reaffirmed, under intense pressure, they reaffirmed their party platform, which says that God created us male and female, we're created in his image, and people uh, are, should be able to have religious freedom and should be able to hold those viewpoints without being discriminated against, without being called bigots, without being canceled from society. So the RNC, uh, they squirmed there, they wiggled, and they ended up caving, thankfully, and they reaffirmed their party platform. They also distanced themselves uh, from the group that they were trying, that they were uh, cozying up with down in Mar-a-Lago. So we got to keep fighting, folks, and that's an, uh, one example of many of why we have to keep fighting, we have to keep highlighting uh, these issues. Uh, moving to Canada, and we'll talk more about this with my brother Wesley next segment, but I want to get the conversation started. And that is the uh, the Freedom Convoy is still going on in Canada, and they've got these 18-wheelers. They're just parked. Uh, they're parked in, in downtown Ottawa, the capital there, and they're not going anywhere, and I think this is beautiful. I think this is beautiful, and I can hear the haters out there right now. I mean, I, I hear what the haters say in my ear like a little whisper, and so let me go ahead and debunk the uh, the haters out there. So I hear the haters out there going now, uh, Walker, are, are you for blocking streets? I mean, this is, this is, uh, this is disrupting everyday life in, in, the, in Canada and in the capital there. I mean, this is, this is domestic terrorism, and, and how dare we support people disrupting society. Well, 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 interesting conversation. Let's talk a little bit about that. The unions <laughs> that everybody supports, right? The big unions that support the workers. What do they do? Like, what do they do for a living? They make companies' lives miserable. They make executives' lives miserable. That's all unions do is they... They use their leverage of having all these workers in a union. They use that leverage to get whatever they want from said company. What does that mean sometimes? It means they walk out. 
Union members walk out of said company because they don't like what's going on with the executive management, so on and so forth. They don't like the working conditions. What do they do? They just walk out. They just walk out. What happens about the Chicago Teachers Union when they don't like what's going on? The teachers just don't show up to work. They just don't show up to work. What happens when when BLM, Black Lives Matter organization, and Antifa and all these all these people who are burning down small businesses in the name of Black Lives Matter? Where were these same people, these same haters then? They were nowhere to be found. And as a matter of fact, if you said anything critical of BLM, well, you were a racist. And you were you were uh, degrading the death of George Floyd. Uh, we can't say anything about BLM marching down the streets, blocking traffic in L.A., burning down buildings, burning vehicles. We can't shooting officers, promoting violence on people you disagree with. All of that got to pass by the media, but all of a sudden we got a bunch of truckers in Canada who just simply want to be able to drive their loads without pulling out uh, their star pass. I'm sorry, their vaccine passport. Intentional slip there. They just want to be able to carry their loads across border, around Canada, around the U.S., without pulling out this this shot card, this COVID-19 shot card. That's all they're asking for. And instead of the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, and every time he talks, he sounds like he's whining about something. Like he sounds like a teenager who's who got his car taken up. And so Justin Trudeau, this is, the, you talk about gaslighting. Listen to what he called these truckers, these Freedom Convoy participants. He called them, a quote, a few people shouting and waving swastikas, end quote. You talk about gaslighting. That just amped it up, took it to the next level. Instead of maybe negotiating with the truckers, negotiating with the Freedom Convoy to kind of reach some kind of compromise here, like we do with the unions every day, we go to gaslighting. This is why you know that these left-wing radical totalitarian leaders have no sense of a moral compass or, or moral argument because all they do is gaslight. That's all they do, and that's how you can spot them. Is all they do is gaslight. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The city lies four square, its length, width, and height all equal, 1,380 miles for each dimension. The city's wall is 216 feet high, 12 gates around the city, with each gate made of a single pearl. Streets of gold so pure, they're translucent. No need for a sun, God's glory lights the city. No tears, no pain. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Have you ever found yourself at your wit's end when approaching your daughter's repeated string of bad habits, saying like 14 times in a sentence, failing to study for tests, checking her appearance in any reflective surface? Sound familiar? The cringeworthy reality of a girl's walk proves true day in and day out. Change is hard, and we're really good at doing the bad things rather than consistently living the right way. When the last bit of your nerves are cracking under the frustration of bad habits, take your daughter into the Word. Romans 7:21 to 25 offers both insight and hope. Show her that she's not alone. Even Paul struggled. Even you as a mother struggle. But there is hope and deliverance in Jesus. Hope for long-term change. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or if like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the show. Glad to have you with us on the show today. Walker Wildman here, my brother Wesley Wildman in with us. Wesley, before you came in, I got the conversation started on what's going on in Canada and how, uh, to Bobby's point during the break, if, if the left does it to the right in protest, then it's noble, it's virtuous, it's, it's advancing democracy. Uh, Even at the expense of uh, a, a shift from protest to, uh, to riots, we yeah, won't get into right. that. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, the, the folks in Canada aren't uh, destroying property right. or being violent. They're just sitting in their truck honking their horns, which I think is hilarious. But the the right, if I'm trying the, to hold it in, that is funny. Uh, I know it is <laughs> it's it's pretty stuff. funny. Uh, yeah. If the right so. does it to the left, or or does it in, in protest of what the left is doing, then all of a sudden the media and the Democrats and everybody comes out and go, "This is terrible. It's disrupting society. This should be illegal. Let's seize their fuel." I mean, if they go all out totalitarian. If it's not, uh, but but the point in all of this, Wesley, is it's not really about whether certain kinds of protest is right or wrong. It's about what is the protest about. And if they don't like your underlying cause, then you don't have a right to protest. Yeah, and I'm going to bounce around here a little bit and end up with a clip that I'll share with us from a trucker who's actually part of the Freedom Convoy, and he'll explain why they're doing what they're doing. But just to answer your question, or to, or to, to, to talk about what you just discussed, Remember, uh, Trudeau, in his, one of his most recent interviews on the uh, convoy, he said himself, in quotes, this is an unacceptable view. 
Yeah. And, and it has to be stopped. Yes. Um, yes, and I so, have that story. Yeah, so so the fact that there, you have a leader of any country picking and choosing what view, yeah. not action. He didn't say it. He didn't talk about He did. He did have problems with their actions, and that's one thing. We can have those conversations and debate, you know, what's – you know what action is good or bad he said view yeah he that's, called he that's called, scary and then he went on to say they're they're the demonstrators are conspiracy theorists and t- and they're wearers of tinfoil hats yeah and they're, and they're fringe truckers yes. in a different interview <laughs> fringe truckers that's insulting yeah to, to truckers yeah you know but you know walker one of the things to point out is canada sends 75 percent of good uh of their goods are exported to the united states through the bridge that michigan shut down remember the state of michigan governor whitmer there it was all about some draconian measures and lockdowns and shutdowns of the border in michigan but does not support the shutdown of the border in canada uh, or sorry in the southern border she doesn't support the southern border shutdown but she she's all about shutting the northern border I, shutdown shuts down the bridge and uh and obviously uh, there's around eight thousand trucks daily these are just trucks along with us with goods this doesn't uh, account for what Bobby pointed out in our meeting this morning. Those that uh, pedestrians, pedestrians who work across borders and they and they transport. So it shuts down a lot. So we this is a self-imposed self-imposed chain uh, supply chain issue that's self-imposed on their end while they're complaining about uh, the truckers being the problem. Yeah. Of the uh of the uh supply chain issue they say if you keep true to you keep doing this you're causing problems you're hurting our supply chain you're hurting the economy he's been causing problems yeah. for two years <laughs> but the problem is his mandates were was what led to the problems. correct all the problems that he's blaming the trucker truckers for are self-imposed that he was a part of that got them to where they're so the problems have already existed the truckers are responding to the problems exactly and with that said you know i understand as we get ready for clip four I understand, you know, people's personality. Some people don't like uh, conflict. Nobody should like conflict. Uh, But I just want to say for the Christians who avoid hard topics and uncomfortable debates, at the expense of condoning tyranny and participating in the violation of basic human rights, I want you to listen to this trucker explain simply why he's participating and he's a part of this uh, uh, convoy against Trudeau's Canada, Canada's COVID mandates. We're protesting the vaccine mandate and the vaccine passport. So what is the vaccine passport? That means anytime you come into Canada, you're going to have to have this app downloaded into your phone and it will uh, track the status of your COVID shots. So if you need more shots and you don't get them, then you don't pass. You have to go back to the United States as a trucker and you have to get a PCR test and wait whatever the period of time is and then come back. But the other thing is, this affects you guys as well, because the Biden administration is implementing the same thing. Right. However, we know from our friends within politics and, and journalism, apparently the Biden administration, even the Biden administration had zero interest in this. But the Trudeau government apparently lobbied the Biden administration and convinced them to adopt a similar process. We don't know why. We don't know if they're going to be sharing data across the border with people going into the U.S. and vice versa. But this is the basis of social credit. And I explained when I was on Tucker Carlson, Mm. the first time I used it, I drove up to the booth and I held up my passport. And the guy says to me, I don't need to see it. I'm like, what do you mean you don't need to see it? 
He said, well, when your truck drives up and it's within a certain vicinity of the border, all your details and information comes up on my computer. So, and it's correlated with your passport. So I can already see it. You don't have to show it to me. Great. So when are we going to start implementing that across every city in Canada and then ultimately the United States? Like this is crazy draconian stuff. Okay, that was Freedom Convoy spokesperson B.J. Ditcher. B.J. Ditcher, he's been on a variety of news sources reporting what he's experienced there. Wesley, did, Walker, you, get that, did you get that clip off CNN? No, did not. That's right, because they're not going to cover that. That's the first <laughs> That's time I've point. heard that. That's a good point. I was that. wondering where you're going to. That's yeah. the first time I've heard that. Yeah. Where did you get that clip from? I got that clip, and I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to give credit to them. Uh, Stephen Crowder and his group, they have a conservative uh, YouTube channel and podcast and all that. They do some good work. And uh, obviously, they're different than us, and mm-hmm. they, they, they do things a little different than we do. None, nonetheless, they took the time to uh, invite this guy on, did the interview, and that's mm-hmm. where I got that clip from. So, Walker, you know, you heard it there for yourself, and there's a good reason that Ecclesiastes tells us there's a time for everything. Mm-hmm. Literally, it doesn't leave anything unopened. Yep. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, you can go read it for yourself. And in this case, I support the truckers who are holding out for their families and for their liberties and their freedom to do their job without being hindered by the government. Yeah, and that's 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 exactly the point that there's 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 this the, the freedom discussion is completely lost in all of this. Yeah. And I mentioned it with the Joe Rogan situation, exact same situation here. It is the 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 talking heads in the media and the left-wingers who sympathize with totalitarian dictators like Xi of China and Putin and now they're 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 pushing Biden in the same direction of the countries they claim uh, are, are, are full of dictators, but they always get us talking about the non-issue. True. They always get us talking about the non-issue, like, like, uh, well, the, the trucks are, are, are stopping goods from getting to yes. the destination. Well, yes. that's, that's not the point of our no. discussion here. The mandates did that, yeah, but yes. You're, but you're, you're, you're yeah. getting us way away from our point here. <laughs> and they, they do that because they can't yeah. talk core issue. No. They can't say definitively uh, it, with a straight face, convince me that we need QR codes to with, with the with the jab every three months to get across the border. Like that is a loser argument, yeah. and you try to make that argument to the public, to the electorate, electorate. That's a no go. Yeah. That's why you're seeing the mandates all go away. Because why? Not because the science has changed, sure. Wesley, but because the pollsters are running the numbers on the 2022 midterms, and they're telling the Democrats that these these issues that you guys are pushing are not very popular. Hey, Walker, I got some icing on the cake here. You ready for this? Yeah. And then Bobby's going to jump in here. Listen, okay, you said they were seizing the fuel, right? Yeah, they're seizing a trucker's fuel. Yep, that's what they're doing. You know what else they're doing? They went out of their way, a local judge, to issue an order to temporarily, temporarily, I don't know what, Friday Friday through Sunday, whatever, temporarily <laughs> ban the horn this. honking. I saw this. They're giving a out judge. tickets if you honk your horn in Ottawa. Come on. you! What kind of way? That's such a waste of, 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 of government or, low, or, 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 you know, it's a waste of time. Well, you talk about also missing. Resources. That's well, what and I missing, missing the point again. Oh, yeah. The judge is ruling that they can't honk their horns. Why don't the judges rule that what Trudeau is doing is illegal, illegal and he should stop. Hey. But instead, we're going after the the, the horns. Uh, is that's like going after the guns? Uh, I got one better <laughs> than going this after, after the Bobby. horns. Yeah, and to to y'all's point, I think the other part of this that's being left out is people looking at the surface of you know like which Whitmer sh- shutting down the bridge and so yeah, on and so forth. Sure. And we talked about 
commuters trying to get back and forth to the automobile manufacturing plants, which are already having mm-hmm. a huge issue and are already being closed because of semiconductor problems. China. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. But the point here is I'm impacting my base. I'm keeping my base, my union workers in the auto industry, my union workers in the steel industry, et cetera, et cetera. You know, name, name a union. Mm-hmm. And these people aren't getting to work. Yeah. And they're not, again, supporting their families the way that they want to, the mm-hmm. freedom to do so, blah, blah, blah. And here we are. Yeah. And not even thinking about how badly I'm going to affect my base yeah. come the midterms. Yeah, and, and what I don't like as well is people who call themselves Christians or people who call themselves conservatives or people who say they're for the rule of law. And, and when people protest against tyranny, and as AOC <laughs> says, you yeah. know, AOC said last year the point of protest is to make people uncomfortable. Exactly, AOC. And the truckers <laughs> are making a lot of people uncomfortable. <laughs> Very much but, so. But I can't stand when people sit on their hands yeah. and, and they don't vote and they don't know who their mayor is, they don't know who their city council person mm. is, but the truckers in Canada want to speak up and take a final stand, draw a line in the, stand, in the sand against tyranny, and then these self-righteous people who don't even know who their mayor is they come out and go, this is wrong. We should not block the streets of Canada. It's like, where are you? You're completely disqualified from this discussion yes. because you're not engaged on the issues. That's right. Oh, guys, do y'all want to know why Trudeau did not appear in public for the for the first time on this until just recently? He was recovering from COVID after three shots. <laughs> <laughs> he's had, he's he had, also fled He also fled Canada. Yeah. He, he fled to the U.S., no lie. Yeah. He fled Canada to the U.S. Yeah, so this this is all this is total hypocrisy, and that's what we wanted to get to, just to point out the hypocrisy here of all of these draconian measurement lockdowns from uh, all these countries, including Canada, United States, and across the board. Trudeau himself has had all the shots boosted up, and he had COVID. And he got COVID. Yeah, and, yeah, so, and, and, and so that's not, as i said, are not it's not working. a vaccine. It's, well, it's, it's not working like not a vaccine. It's a shot, if, at best. So, look, I just want to encourage you to be fall in line with the wild, my Wildman family. Speak for Wesley here, my Wildman family here, where we have already determined that we will be respectful, and we'll, but yet we will be firm on any of the local stores that we've gone in up to this point, that we are not participating and any of the craziness of the mask or the shots or anything, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to get my groceries. I'm going to pay you, even though you have uh, the money, uh, even though the prices have grown up. I don't like it. Because of Biden. <laughs> I, I still need my milk, so I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to pay for it. Well, and, and, and respectful to your, and kind, to your I'm point, out of here. Wesley, To your point, Wesley, the, 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 the middle ground here, if you want to call it that, where everybody should raise their hand and go, I think that's a good idea. That's a True. good compromise. Is that everybody just do your own thing? Yeah. Everybody just do your own thing. If you want to raise your hand, if you want to go get in line to get an experimental oh, shot sure. with, with all kinds of adverse reactions recorded, if you want to raise your hand and go do that, sure. that's your choice. You're an adult. Now, we shouldn't be forcing this on kids, and that's a separate discussion. Yeah. But if you want to wear an N95 mask in the car by yourself, go for that's it. go for it. You know, if <laughs> just make sure that it has some symbol on there that represent your favorite school, or make it at least you know have a message or something like BLM or something. Yeah, something. <laughs> I was thinking more like your favorite college football team. Yeah, okay? that'll work. But yeah. but but I think Wesley, to your point, leave people alone. Sure. Let's stop trying to force unscientific, immoral policies 
on the masses and wanting everybody to bend the knee. Same thing with the truckers. If the truckers don't force the truckers to have a QR code to cross the border, when we've got that, that in and of itself is wrong. Then you go over to the southern border, to your point, Wesley, they've got hundreds of thousands every month of illegal immigrants crossing the border. They don't need a QR code. They don't need a shot. They don't need an ID. They don't need anything. Biden's Biden's running a human trafficking operation, quite literally. Yes. <laughs> the U.S. government is running a human trafficking operation and busing people to their destination. Uh, so it's it's absolutely hypocritical. But Wesley, I think uh, I think all of this is coming to light, and the public perception, the public view of of these mandates is very bad and that's why they're starting to squirm now absolutely joshua chapter 1 6 reminds us to be strong and courageous and do not be frightened or dismayed for the lord your god is with you wherever you go and that's what we need to be reminded um obviously you know none of us want to wake up and go look for something that's uncomfortable however we need to be prepared as christian to purpose in our heart when it comes to human rights the way god sees it and the way god views it which is very laid out in Scripture, and religious liberty and freedom and all the things that uh, make up about make up what we believe, uh, how we see the world, the lens we see the world in that sets everything in order. Those things that we, need to, that we hold dear to, we need to be able to be prepared and purpose in our heart that no matter what, we were not going to condone or participate in those things. Now, to what degree, you know, we respond uh, varies, you know, depending yeah. on the circumstances. I think these truckers are right in line. If I was in their shoes, I'd be doing the same thing, and I think they need to hang together because I don't know if y'all know this, but right at this point, from all I could find in, in just this morning, this appears to be the longest convoy of truckers in the history uh, on its way to Ottawa. Ottawa for um, I don't know if that's for Canada. Or national. I, I think it's. I think it's. 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 It's hitting. It's. It's a. I think it's close to a world record. Yeah, but, we're, gonna, yeah. but the point is, I'm not going to say it is, but it's close, and and nobody can find another convoy of this size. No, and they're, they're uh, Trudeau's underplaying this thing. He's saying a couple hundred or whatever. No, no. my friend, this is. Well, there's more tens on their of way. thousands. Yeah, and there, yeah. and there's more coming every yeah, day. Absolutely. So to the truckers in Canada. You're my hero. Yeah. We salute you. <laughs> to the truckers in Canada, you just stay on the horn. Stay course. Stay the course. Put the parking brake on. Hang out in Canada in the capital until Trudeau pulls back the insanity, till he pulls back the mandates. That's what they should do. AFA at the core will be back in a few minutes. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net. 
and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. Hi, my name's Eric. And I'm Kendra. And we have been married a little over two years now. Honestly, I think the, the most challenging part of our marriage so far, we're right in the middle of it. We're trying to have kids right now. I have a spinal cord injury, so that makes things a little more difficult. And um, I just am, am dealing with some issues with infertility. The difficulty is on my end. But it's our infertility. But it is our, yeah. Because we're right. one now. <laughs> and I, I think what's really helped us through this is keeping Jesus at the center mm-hmm. of it all and knowing that anything that causes you to lean and depend on Jesus more is actually a blessing. Yes. It's heartening to, to know that I have someone who's, she's on my team. Tune into By Design as we explore God's true purpose and design for marriage. Just visit the podcast page at AFR.net. This is Don Shank with today's global update from the Tide Ministry, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ worldwide in the languages people were born to speak. After 75 years of ministry, we marvel how God chose to use a small radio ministry in Pennsylvania to spread the gospel around the world. And we are grateful for the privilege to participate in God's grand scheme for His children. The Tide Diamond vision propels us into the coming years. The ultimate and most important facet of that vision is glorify. We are committed to maintaining a God-honoring culture that encompasses all who engage with the Tide Ministry through encouragement, prayer, and financial support, including our board of directors, staff, volunteers, and ministry partners. We will continue to share ministry impact through communications that glorify God. Our events and functions will be structured to celebrate what God is doing and to worship Him. To learn more about the Tide Ministry's goal to glorify God by pointing people to Him and giving Him all the credit, visit thetide.org. That's thetide.org. AFA at the Core podcasts are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to The Core here on American Family Radio. I'm going to go ahead and tease you on a clip that I'm going to bring in tomorrow. And I heard it this weekend, but for some reason, I don't know how I let it slip by. I didn't note it. I didn't put it on the rundown for Bobby, and I just let it kind of pass on by. But I just thought about it. There's this clip out there of a reporter uh, talking at the Department of State to their press person, their press secretary over uh, the Ukraine-Russia debacle and the Biden administration beating the war drums louder and louder every day. And it's this back and forth about where is the evidence that, that, that Putin is on his way to Kiev? Where's the evidence? And so anyway, it's about a minute or two back and forth, and it's absolutely enlightening. Uh, to see how shallow the, 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 the narrative is coming out of the Biden administration. So we'll pull that for tomorrow. We'll dig that up and pull that for tomorrow and discuss and give you an update of what's going on over there in Russia and Ukraine. What's going on? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, same situation you've had for years. Um, and even even the Ukrainian president, Ukrainian leaders are saying, everybody calm down, calm down. Uh, Putin's had troops on the border for over a year. Everybody calm down. Uh, Biden and his team acting like they're ready to go to war. Uh, maybe they are. Maybe they want to go to war. Who knows? Um, when you uh, back to this uh, this uh, blue state, uh, let's say this blue state backstep, <laughs> where you got these Democrats 
starting to say the same things that you and I've been saying for the past, I don't know, 18 months, two years, I'm losing track of time. Uh, now we have multiple Democrat-run states starting to remove their mask mandates. One of those is New Jersey. Democratic Governor, uh, Democrat Governor Phil Murphy in the state of New Jersey plans to lift the state's school mask mandate for children and staffers. Um, it'll be officially lifted in 30 days on March 7. This is from yesterday. And I got a clip here. This is this is quite comical. Um, this is Governor Murphy on with Jake Tapper on CNN. And Tapper's, you know, uh, doing the whole thing where they just uh, ask these softball questions. Well, Tapper finally, I think, had enough of all the softball stuff and decided to actually ask the governor a pretty pretty good question. You know, Governor uh, where is the data that 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 told you that masking children for eight hours a day for two years is a good idea and it's scientific and medical? Let's listen to Governor Murphy, clip three. Please, God, they stay healthy and stay alive. There's no question that masking in our schools since the beginning of the school year uh, has been a very uh, smart public health step. I think we've had just over 2,600 cases of students uh, with uh, COVID positive since the beginning of the school year. That's out of 1.4 million kids. Uh, so it's a pretty stark uh, piece of evidence. I think that this has absolutely worked, but you gotta meet the moment. You, you try always to not undershoot the moment and put lives at risk or overshoot the moment and add more stress and mental health challenges to the system. And we think this plan of a month notice uh, is going to get that as right as we can. Yeah, but have you seen data that definitively proves that these mask mandates uh, have worked? Uh, I mean, the numbers you just presented are impressive, but are they different from the numbers in states where they didn't have mask mandates? Yeah, again, I know Jersey Jake the best, but I'm, I'm highly confident, and I'm sure our health officials uh, will, will, could say it definitively, there's no question they've worked. There's no question getting vaccinated, getting boosted, and wearing masks indoors have all been positive health, public health steps compared to the absence of any of those things in the alternative. Well, I'm sorry, my friend, but that's not science. That's not medical information. The governor there just completely avoided answering the question. And you would think that after two years of this nonsense, that the governor would at least have on a sticky pad by him at all times some phony CDC paid-for study endorsing mask usage. I mean, at least lie and make up, like they do all the time, just make up some study that your bureaucratic friends uh, ran that say that masks work. But the governor there, he can't even come up with an unreliable study to cite. He comes up with nothing, with no data, with no study, with no CDC says this. He just completely avoids answering the question, and that's probably because he doesn't have any data. I, and I mean this quite seriously. We view these leaders as these, you know, they're high up and they're so smart 
and 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 that they wouldn't have uh, been elevated to that position in leadership had they not been really smart people that know everything. I mean, they you know they've got the data. They've got the data, Walker. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't, because they never have to justify their decision making. They make terrible policy decisions, and all CNN ask them, with the exception of Jake Tapper is the softball questions, and they never get pushed hard on the information. And that was telling right there that Governor Murphy has no data. He has no data on why masking works. And tomorrow as well, I've been doing a little research this morning. I'm going to bring back in the data on mask usage because I I mentioned it in passing on the show every week, but I I haven't talked in depth about it in in about a month or two. I'm going to bring this data back in because – this masking discussion is shrouded by a whole lot of anecdotal information, a whole lot of opinions, but not a lot of data. And that's a problem. You talk about slapping a mask on a kid for eight hours, you better have the data. And I don't actually, I don't even care if you got the data. Because kids, what we know definitively is that kids are at extremely low risk of this virus. And so I don't care if the mask works. These are two... These are arguments in two different pockets, all right? And, and they do complement each other a little bit. But you've got the, the, the fact that we know and everybody admits, and that is that kids are at extremely low risk. So that in and of itself, that in and of itself positions the argument to where you can tell me that masks work 100% of the time, and I'm going to say, look at the terrible psychological, physiological side effects of wearing that mask and these kids have a 99.98% survival rate. No, we're not doing the mask. The risks don't outweigh the reward. I'm sorry, the risk outweigh the reward. But then you have the, the topic, uh, the main topic at hand, and that is do these masks work? And that's what I'm going to bring in tomorrow. But, but when you read these studies, when you read these studies, all the scientists and the medical professionals that are cited in these studies, they all, you know what they all say? They all say that all of this data they've, they've collected, all of the information they know about mask usage and, and the sharing or the spreading of upper respiratory illnesses, what they all say is that the proper usage, the proper wearing of the mask is, 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 is extremely important in its effectiveness. And there's pretty much only one settled uh, a data point, when you look at all the studies around the world for over decades, there's only there's pretty much only one data point, uh, only one type of mask that, that most people agree has any type of effectiveness. And I'm not saying it's overwhelmingly effective. I'm talking about it has any effectiveness. And that is the N95 mask. And, and, and all the, the, the papers say they've got to be fitted. They have to be custom built custom designed around the fitting of your face. That's why you talk to healthcare workers. They say, yeah, you know, I've got to go get fitted for my N95. They go and they get fitted for the N95 and the company sends a custom mask for said employee. But another fact that's mentioned in all of these data points and all these research papers is that should the person wearing the mask fiddle with it, touch it, take it off, do anything to break the barrier that has been created around the nose and mouth, it, it, it completely nullifies the purpose of the mask. And once again, this is only the N95 context. But what we've had in this country 
for the past two years is we've had little kids, we've had adults, we've had everybody else wearing either the cloth cotton mask, which are horrendous from a hygiene standpoint. Um, it's like wearing wearing your, it's basically like wearing your shirt over your face all day long. It's terrible. You're breathing into it. It's disgusting. Uh, the, the other type of mask is these surgical masks, the ones like the dentist wear, the ones you get in the little box and they look nice and neat. Uh, that are made in China, most of them. Uh, those are the two type, types of masks that have been worn. For, up until the last few months, not many people were wearing these N95s. Now you're seeing more people wear them. But for 18 months, everybody wore either the cotton mask or the surgical mask with no data backing up that they work. Absolutely no data backing up that they work. And that's what our little kids are wearing. That's what our little kids are wearing. Um, so uh, it's it's absolutely astonishing that and I I I, I kind of joked yesterday about people going to school for four, six, eight, ten years uh, to come out and get it completely wrong on some of the m- most basic questions about science and medical information. And so tomorrow we'll bring in more on the whole mask debacle. But you talk about masking, and Democrats are all too all too well known for them not wearing the mask, but yet. Um, making everybody else around them wear a mask. And I came across this story. There was a Stacey Abrams story over the weekend out of Georgia. But this story is out of Hawaii, and it's the former president, Barack Obama. He's spotted at his new home that's being built in Hawaii. And he's not wearing a mask, which I think is great. Like, I I love seeing people without a mask because I can see their face. I can see them smile. I can talk to them and read their lips. So I think it's great that Obama is not wearing a mask. So let me get that point out there straight. The problem in the picture is that all of his construction workers are wearing masks. All of his construction workers all around him in the circle, they're all talking, and they're all wearing masks. But this 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 is a glimpse into a Democrat run world, where the important people, the politicians, the wealthy, they don't have to follow the rules. They don't have to wear the mask. But all the peasants, all the little guys, all the construction workers, they've all got to put on their mask. And it shows here how the Democrats view other people, how they view people that work for them, that serve them, that that are their assistants, this is how they view them. You've got to follow the rules. you got to put on your mask, but I don't have to. It's a very uh, demeaning way of looking at your fellow coworkers and those around you is to make them do something that you yourself are not willing to do. Uh, last topic I want to talk about today <clears throat> that is, is not really in the news much anymore, but I'm going to bring it back into the news. We had the, we have two situations here. We had the uh, Alec Baldwin shooting on the uh, Rust show set that happened in New Mexico. This goes back to uh, fall of 2021. And so Alec Baldwin, from what we know today, Alec Baldwin, this is still being investigated, by the way, <clears throat> Alec Baldwin was involved in an incidental shooting on a movie set. And according to the reports that we've seen thus far, Alec Baldwin accidentally discharged a firearm, a loaded firearm, a hot firearm, as they say, 
in, on this movie set that that fatally uh, killed one and then injured another. All right, so that's what happened on on that set, and, and I believe the law enforcement they're still investigating it. There hasn't been any charges that I'm aware of, and so Alec Baldwin, from what we know, once again, this is what we know. Alec Baldwin incidentally or accidentally discharged a firearm and killed someone. All right. So that's the context there from what we know. I'm sure more details will come out when the investigation is complete. So we have that. Then we have ex-police officer who's now in prison, Kim Potter, who also accidentally discharged a firearm on a suspect, Dante Wright. From 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 the public accounts and from the trial, she was she believed that she was going for her taser. She shouted, as police are trained to do, taser, taser, taser. Well, it turns out she accidentally pulled out and discharged her firearm and fatally killed Dante Wright by accident. All right? The main difference here <clears throat> is that one person is a law enforcement officer, one person is not. But other than that fact, these are two very similar situations when you're talking about intent. And I'm not sure why Kim Potter, she was convicted. She's in jail now. She's in jail for 10 plus years. Kim Potter is, maybe longer than that. She's in jail. Charges were brought very swiftly. The media swarmed. Everybody said, you know, she didn't mean to, but it was a fatal mistake. Someone lost their life. Justice should be served. Well, here we have Alec Baldwin, Hollywood actor, accidentally shooting someone. Well, no charges. It's been months, four to five months. No charges have been brought against Alec Baldwin. As a matter of fact, he's back on movie sets, making more money, living his life as if nothing happened. Why the different treatment? of two different situations that are eerily similar. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.